We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Monday Presser Refresher. Chad McKee joins us. But before we talk football, Chad McKee, all hoops, all the time it seems like this week. You've got the women's basketball game tonight, the men's game tomorrow night. It's kind of wild to think hoops is here, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and then um, women again on Friday. It's a special weekend for uh, for the women. They have the 10-year anniversary of their back-to-back Final Four teams, and I believe all but one member of those Final Four teams will be in attendance this weekend. Uh, that's Friday-Sunday games as well, so – yeah, wow. we have a bunch, and then a, a big football game coming up Saturday, too. So, Chad, uh, obviously we'll have broadcast times. I think the Friday game, by the way, is like an 8 o'clock tip. It's a later p.m. T- Yeah, yes. 8 p.m. I think I'm on the radio call on, on Friday night. And then tonight, uh, by the time this drops, you can get out there in plenty of time to see the ladies square off against Bo Overton's OCU team. And then tomorrow night, we're kind of we're left lane hammered down here, Chad. I mean, it's, it's hoop season. We're in this, aren't we? Yeah, and, and it's both these games. They're they're always fun because they're you know they're openers and you get an idea what these teams are going to be about. But it's fun tonight. Um, the women are playing Oklahoma City University, coached by Bo Overton, former Sooner men's player, of course, during the Billy Tubbs era, and uh, was a women's assistant for their first Final Four appearance back in 2002. So they're in town, and then of course the men on Tuesday night, you get Steve Henson's yes, right. um, UTSA Roadrunners. It's Steve Henson and Lon Kruger together forever, you know, practically since Coach Henson played for Coach Kruger at K-State. Of course, they were together 
uh, in the NBA and then at Oklahoma. So really, uh, really fun couple of nights at the Lloyd Noble Center because of the family-type connections. Chad, I'm curious. Uh, we always kick off this podcast talking about what we learned from Lincoln Riley's presser today after having the week off last week. What did you learn from Coach Riley today in his meeting with the media? Interesting the, the talk about Caleb Kelly and his potential to play this year. You know, there was there was discussion about that. How do you evaluate it? It it brings it brings back to mind what the four game redshirt rule in college football does and how do you utilize it, when do you utilize it, all those sorts of things. So that becomes really interesting. I think the business like approach of this team is what you what you've got to have. Both of these teams are in interesting situations. Iowa State, their season has gone way far off the rails to me. You know, their their first two losses this year were by a combined three points to two decent teams, you know, Iowa and, and Baylor, which yep. is still un, unbeaten. So you excuse those. But then the mystery performance is, the same. I think it got overshadowed because it's the same day that, that Kansas State was beating the Sooners. But Iowa State's performance at home against Oklahoma State to lose by a touchdown as a favorite and have your rock, you know, <laughs> kind of your guy, and Brock Purdy throw three interceptions, including a game ceiling pick six that he threw in that game. So I, it got overlooked a little bit, but it, it didn't get overlooked by me because that was the most curious result uh, for Iowa State this year, most certainly. Chad McKee joins us for a Monday presser as we look our Monday presser refresher podcast as we look back on what we learned from Lincoln Riley today you know Chad I'm I'm so interested that the Caleb Kelly saga is amazing and Lincoln even gave us a little bit of a hint that you know maybe he's more of, a, of an inside backer guy but that versatility is there we saw him shift outside a bit and it, it's not to say it's not to say as if you think anyone's been disappointing at any of those positions because I mean obviously you look at what Deshaun White has developed into and the depth there we've seen Ryan Jones he played pretty well against Kansas State the youngsters struggled a bit in a Guaybu and uh, Nick Benito, but it, you get an experienced guy out there. And listen, Caleb Kelly was a five-star guy, for goodness sakes. Mm -hmm. He can flat-out play. We've seen him make some big plays. I know we might be getting the card ahead of the horse here. I think that's the right analogy, right? But yes. it, I, I, thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was incredibly reassuring to hear that from him today. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, from the get-go, when you watch the defense more aggressive, more playing forward, you know, less less waiting and reacting and more, you know, go, go, go all the time. I The one thing that popped into my head was, I wonder what Caleb Kelly would look like in this defense because it sure seems like it fits his style. You know, his ability to use his athleticism and, and be in space and go make plays. Um, and and you, you said it right, you know, the names you mentioned, Okwebu and White, good players, but you're dealing with young players in a brand new system, whereas at least with a Caleb Kelly, you're dealing with an experienced player, even though the system is still pretty new. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, we're always curious about him, aren't we? Of you course, know, yeah. Of the, how, how, we are because of, of the flashes we've seen, because of how highly recruited, because of what a good guy he is. You know, he's been huge. His, one of his greatest impacts has been in the recruiting front, you know, helping helping seal up a signing class while he's not been able to play. So, yeah, very, uh, very interested to see how that finally unwinds. You know, one thing, Chad, and, and Chad McKee joins us here for a couple more minutes. In fact, he's legitimately getting ready to call women's hoops before he, uh, as he talks with us. You know, one of the interesting things is always wanting to know what the bye week was like and, you know, what, what they worked on. And, again, practices aren't open. 
But based on what we got from the players, it seemed like it was a lot of introspection, a lot of lot of inside look and focusing on themselves. So I'm kind of excited. Well, I'm very excited to see how that pans out on Saturday night to see what that looks like. To be expected. You know, I think I think they've been very businesslike, and so so it doesn't surprise me. I think even had they won at Kansas State, we'd be talking about uh, right. a businesslike approach. But I think the word you used is right. Sometimes when you lose, it, there's cause for introspection. You you got to dig a little bit deeper to find out what's at the core of it. And sometimes it's just a team uh, outplayed you, which Kansas State did. You know, Lincoln Riley said that today. They didn't. It's not like they. Uh, reinvented anything. They just outplayed us. They they were just better than Oklahoma was on Saturday. Still, you know, you sit and you go, well, everything that we that he, they they will not be watching the ranking show when when that happens on Tuesday to see where they are. But they're going to be ranked higher in the initial college football playoff rankings than they've been a couple of times when they've gone on to the playoff. So you know, you 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 still keep that in the back of your mind. Sometimes it's good to have things like that in the back of your mind instead of on the forefront. Right now, it it really is, and there's no joking about it. It is win a game on Saturday because the last time this team came to town, you didn't win the game. And that's and that's Iowa State. You know that twice since 1961, Iowa State has beaten Oklahoma. Think about that. Twice. Wow. Their winning percentage over Iowa State is the best that any FBS team has over another FBS team with a minimum of 50 games. That's a true stat. Oklahoma over Iowa State, how dominant the series has been. Still, the last time they were in Norman, they won. Hmm. That's crazy to me. Just absolutely crazy. Hey, Chad, I'll let you go on this because we're going to hear Lincoln Riley's presser coming up in just a bit, but we always hear the player interviews. We had a chance to talk to CeeDee Lamb, Kenneth Murray, and then Jalen Hurts. I personally dig Jalen Hurts' approach. You know, it's a challenge every single week. You want to find things that you hope he'll expand upon and get an opportunity to talk more in depth with him. And uh, I, he was all business today. His only conversation he wanted centered around was 1-0, and and that was it. And I, I like that. I think this team needs that. Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, it is 1-0, just win, baby, however you want to phrase it. Um, if, if anybody had lost – sight of that idea he will most definitely remind them of it this week and and i they'll, they'll get back into the right spot and i think that your leadership has to come from jalen hurts and, and then on the defensive side kenneth yep. murray who you visited with and it seems like he's got that tenor to him right now too you know they don't like what happened they know there are some things to correct and, and i think they'll be ready to do that turnovers chris it's uh no people people get tired of hearing about it forcing turnovers, not giving up the football, but it's such the determining factor in college football in particular. And Oklahoma's at a minus two in turnover margin right now. They've, they've got to get better at that if they want to get better. And and that's with an offense that doesn't turn it over all that much. So uh, you, you need to see some of that. And maybe Iowa State's ripe for the picking. As we said, Brock Purdy turned it over three times against Oklahoma State before they had their bye week. It's crazy, isn't it? All right, hey, Chad, enjoy the call of the women's game tonight, and we'll be watching you on the men's call tomorrow night. Thanks for joining us on the Presser Refresher, man. Appreciate it. Perfect. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. I'll see you, man. That's Chad McKee. He joins us every single Monday as part of the Sooner Sports Podcast as we look back on the Lincoln Rally Press Conference. All right, what do you say we roll through some of those player interviews? We started by chatting with the semifinalists for the Butkus Award, Kenneth Murray, and obviously not the ultimate goal. He wants to win a championship, but – a huge individual goal is a step closer as he was named a semifinalist for the Butkus Award. What does that mean? How does that feel to you? Uh, I mean, it's another step. I mean, obviously, 
Um, you know, it's an award that I want to win and uh, want to be in a position to be able to be that for my guys. And so, um, you know, being named a semifinalist obviously is, you know, another step. And, um, you know, now it's time to, you know, finish our season strong and, um, you know, see where that, that ends me up at the end. Obviously, you know, there's a, a lot to be learned from last week, but what was the last two weeks of practices like for this team? Did you see the growth that you wanted to see off the tough loss? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I feel like definitely the sense of urgency is something that's been big for us and something that um, we've seen on the practice field um, with the team. And so um, I think the guys are, are handling that adversity well, and I think um, we're going to use it in the right way. From your perspective, early in the season, we talked a lot about Brian Odom eh, taking a few less snaps for your rest in your body. Do you feel different this year as opposed to last year physically because of that rest? Uh, yeah, uh, most definitely. I feel uh, definitely a lot fresher than I have, you know, the past couple of years going into, you know, the kind of the last quarter of the season. And so, um, you know, I'm ready to attack this last quarter of the season, really give it my all and really go out there and, you know, play my best ball. So I think the coaches have done a phenomenal job with, you know, managing, you know, my playing time up to this point and I'm ready to go out there and attack it. How big was that bye week to work on yourselves? Was that important? Yeah, it was It was huge. To be honest, I, I think it couldn't have came at any better time. And so uh, obviously wanted to come, go into the bye week with a win, but um, that didn't happen. And so, um, you know, able to, you know, look at things differently and able to just, you know, talk to a lot of different guys and, you know, able to attack things differently. And so definitely proud of the way the guys have handled the work up to this point and excited to get back on the field this week. Had some time to look at Iowa State, obviously, talented quarterback. They've come in here and beat us before. What you see from the Cyclones on tape? Yeah, uh, good team, um, great offense, guys that can, you know, move the ball up and down the field. So excited for the challenge this week. And then finally, kind of nice to get away for a little bit, refresh, spend some time with the family this weekend? Yeah, for sure. Um, got away from it a little bit, but excited to be back. All right, man. Good luck this weekend. I appreciate it. From K-9 to the other captain, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback. Quiet, soft-spoken, but ready. For Iowa State, Jalen, obviously a bye week. How was it? What was that? Did you see the focus you wanted? I think um, a good opportunity for us to regroup, refocus as a team, reevaluate ourselves, and, and attack what's to come. See, you learn more about yourself and maybe your friends when you battle adversity. It, is it fair to say that we learned something about this team in its preparation this week? We'll see how we respond this week. Now, with that, it's Iowa State coming in. I know that uh, you like to preview the opponent or you dig into him more than anyone. What have you seen from the Cyclone defense and what Matt Campbell's putting out there? I think they're um, really disciplined in what they do. They play really good football. They have over the past years. Um, just a, uh, they, they have really good players, too, you know, kind of slept on players, but they, they can play ball, so we got we got our hand full, so we got to be able to play. Is it, is it hard to unplug? I mean, it, and I know you probably truly don't, but when you get a bye week, is it hard to kind of rest and maybe get your body right, or, or do you welcome something like that? I mean, yeah, anytime, you know, you have the opportunity to get your body right, you got to take advantage of it with the season being the way it is and um, kind of the length of it, I guess. But you know, we're back now. We're back to work. We're ready to attack. One more quote. I wanted to ask you about Charleston Rambo. Had a tough drop, but then came back and made a couple big plays. In those instances, do you go talk to your receivers, or do you know that they're going to handle it? Yeah, you got to talk to them. You know, at, at, at this point, can't leave anything behind. Can't, you know, I've, I've said it when I first got here. Don't want to walk around saying, "I wish I would have said this or that." So, um, that, that's where we are as a team. And then we wrap things up by getting to go one on one. With C.D. Lamb, the Sooners' standout wide receiver, refreshed by the bye week and impressed by his teammates. Got to go home for a little bit. How was it to get away for a little bit and kind of relax and defrag a bit, if you will? Kind of felt good. Uh, we had we went through a kind of a gauntlet, if you will, in October, and uh, championship November is here, so it's time to get back to work. Is Iowa State um, 
a unique matchup for you because obviously the freshman year you had the injury last year took kind of a questionable shot in that game as well too. Does this game kind of ratchet things up a little bit for you? Uh, not necessarily. I try to uh, approach every game kind of the same, just with the same mentality, just a different day. Obviously, uh, them guys have a, they play they play defense great, and um, them guys have a different approach towards the game, and then they play with an edge. So I got to go in there with my best foot forward and just be prepared. You're a calm, soft-spoken guy off the field, but when you get on the field, it's it's kind of like a switch flips. Do you feel that? Do you sense that for you personally? Yeah, definitely. I definitely do because I, I have two different personalities. I feel like uh, on the field, it's just like a different type of person, and uh, off the field, obviously, I'm more of a person, a people's person. Um, you can come up and talk to me. Uh, it's not like I hate anybody or anything. It's just business, uh, obviously, on the football field. But I definitely play with an edge. Have you seen the focus and attention you would want from this team during the bye week and coming off the tough loss? Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily. Well, yeah, kind of. Actually, yes. Uh, just obviously coming off a loss against Kansas State and then using the bye week just for extra motivation, just to prep, uh, focus on ourselves and uh, prepare for the next opponent. And um, we've done a great job with that last week. You know, a lot of the former players say there's nothing worse than hitting a bye after a loss. So did you guys kind of feel that this week? Yeah, we definitely had to sit on that loss for a minute. Um, and then it's, it's nothing like going out there with your brothers on Saturdays and just going out and just competing every day. I mean, every play. And um, just not being able to do that this Saturday, especially after the loss we had, uh, it was tough. And it kind of gave us a realization of where we need to be um, mentally and uh, just trying to attack a week better. You know, you've seen growth in your fellow receivers, but one guy that, you know, you went and talked to, Charleston Rambo, had the tough one a couple weeks ago, but what did it say about him coming back and making a big catch and seeing his growth? Uh, I was so proud of him, and um, every day, he's every week, he's actually shown me something that he hasn't shown me um, since we've been here. And uh, when he went up top uh, against Kansas State and made an amazing catch and going up and attacked the ball, I was actually very proud of him. And I just need him to continue to do that and until the season's over with. So thanks for joining us for the Sooner Sports Podcast, the Monday Presser Refresher. As always, uh, subscribe and you'll get every episode as soon as it drops, including tomorrow's game plan, which is our podcast that Toby and I do live every Monday. We wrap things up on a Monday with the entire Lincoln Riley Press Conference. Enjoy it. And until tomorrow, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. All right. Thanks, Mike. Uh, good to be back. Uh, really productive bye week, I think, for our team. You know, one of those that you're dying to get back on the field. Uh, but also a lot of a lot of things that we needed to work on thought we were very productive by a week with our team standpoint and then also uh, uh, you know it was very good for our staff to get out on the road recruiting saw a lot of a lot of guys here through the last couple of days um, very very eager to get back on the field I mean there's no question about that we uh, you know and, and a chance to do it not only here in front of our home fans but with a uh, with a night kickoff that we haven't had here in a while that's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun so we're obviously playing a really good Iowa State team a lot of history with those guys uh, we know the quality of team that's coming in here you know they've lost three games this year uh, all of them one score games and certainly watching those games you can make an argument probably should have won at least a couple of them uh, so very very capable very good on both sides of the ball they're playing you know, well defensively again, like they have the last couple of years, uh, frustrating people, shutting a lot of really good offenses down or limiting them. 
Um, and then offensively, you know, you can tell, you know, with the quarterback returning, you, you see some certainly some progress there. They've been pretty explosive this year, making a lot of big plays. Uh, the young running backs also done a nice job. So they've had a nice one-two punch there in the backfield. Um, they're they're creative as they always are. So I mean that. This will be a, a battle. It has been the last last couple of years with those guys. You know, I've said it many times, but you know, Coach Campbell and that staff have done an outstanding job there, and you see their team continuing to progress and doing a lot of really good things. So we're excited to play them. Excited to play here. You know, prime time, seven o'clock under the lights. Ought to be a heck of an atmosphere. I know our fans will be excited about it just as much as our as our team is. So certainly can't wait to get back out there. Do you foresee? Jordan Kelly and Caleb Kelly play in this year the four games, red shirt, and what situation with Calcaterra? Uh, Jordan and Caleb, they're both practicing full go with us now. Uh, it, it'll be just a week-to-week -week determination and, and kind of looking at it from two points of view. One, you know, getting them ready to play. Uh, I said last week, you know, being cleared and then being ready to play a lot of times are two different things, especially when you're coming off significant injuries like those two were. But they're, they've made a lot of progress. It's nice to know that they're available to help us. And if we, if we get to a point where, you know, where they can step out on the field and make a difference, then we're certainly going to play them. We, we know that, you know, that we have the, the red shirt deal to play around with, um, you know, with Caleb. And uh, so, you know, but we got to get to a point where he's confident, we're confident in him. But, you know, it's, it's you know, it's something we're aware of and having ongoing conversations about. Uh, Calcaterra, honestly, along with the other injured guys that were, you know, that we talked about last week, they're, it's, we're still in wait and see mode with those guys. I mean, the bye week was, for, for in, like any injured player, the bye week was good for them. There was some, you know, some added time to rest, recover, rehab, all that for all of those guys. But, uh, you know, we're going to get all of them back this week, see, uh, you know, see how much they progressed here through the weekend and make a determination later in the week. James Hale. You know, Lincoln, you played great defense in the first seven games and not so good against Kansas State. How do you get back to playing uh, like you were playing so well in the first seven? And you had two weeks to get down, so have you seen progress towards doing that? Yeah, we had a good week, uh, but we've got to have another good week now and get ready to go play a good football team. We just we need to do the things well that we that we did the first seven, and we did a lot of things well. We you know we we got off the field, especially in the long yarded situations, and then and then we've got to create some turnovers. I mean we we've, we've put ourselves in a tough position really the last four games uh, when when you don't create turnovers, you have to play very well. And against like I said last week, I mean against our opponents, a lot of times that means four downs, not three downs, as far as getting people off the field, and so. Uh, we got to get some turnovers, and then when we get these guys in long yardage situations, we've got to do like we did in the first seven weeks and, and get off the field and get the ball back to the offense. John Hoover. A couple of years ago, uh, when it seemed like every week we were asking you, hey, how do you handle this? Your first one of these. Well, a couple of years ago, it was your first loss. How do you feel like you handled that looking back on it? And did it change you as a coach? Did it alert you to some things that you maybe weren't prepared for? Uh, I mean, if you judge, I don't ever say me, but I mean, if you judge by that team that year, we handled it pretty darn good. Um, as we have, we had had many losses around here in the last few years, but we've we've handled most of them pretty well, I think. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was different experience than that. I mean, kind of like I said last week, every every loss at OU is shocking, as, you know, and it and it. 
and it, it hits you different. It hits you hard. And uh, so this one was no different, but I, the opportunities after it are no different either. You know, it's a chance for us to, you know, really rally and uh, as a team. We know the opportunities that are in front of us, and we know what we can do if we play our style of ball and play to the level that we expect, regardless of what the expectations are on the outside. And so that's been our primary focus here throughout the week. And, you know, we'll be here throughout the rest of the year. And uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a fight each and every week, and you got to be ready to bring your very best. And I think if we do that, we'll be in good shape. How are you different now as a coach than you were two years ago? Yeah, a lot more, just have gone through a lot more, a lot more experiences, I, you know, there's not as much new. I mean, every team's new in a sense, but you can relate these situations back to other ones that you've been in. But you can't, what you can't get caught up in, like I told the team, just because we've done this before, rallied from a loss and had championship seasons, it doesn't mean it's going to happen now. It means we know it's possible. It means we know what the blueprint is to do it. But we have to, we've got to go put it into action. One of the things that, you know, that, that we didn't do well, you know, a week ago, the areas that we know we have to improve, everybody's got to make a conscious effort to do that. And uh, and then we've got to be able to sustain that throughout the rest of this run. Jason Kersey. Lincoln, I know we've talked to you a lot about the running back carries, I'm, but I'm curious from this perspective, are you satisfied or comfortable with the decisions Jalen makes on option plays generally? On option plays? Yeah, just when he has the choice to keep or give the ball. Yeah, no, he's, he's done pretty well with it. I mean, we wouldn't, if he wasn't, we wouldn't keep giving him that option, you know, but he's, uh, you know, uh, there's no doubt we want to, you know, we want to get all these skilled players involved. I, I get that, but I mean, we are averaging like almost 10 yards a play, so we're doing some decent things too. Barry Trammell. Yeah, you talk about getting turnovers, Lincoln. Um, Brock Purdy had been really good at protecting the ball. I think he'd thrown three or four interceptions all season. Then in the last eight minutes against OSU, he throws three. Mm -hmm. When you watch film, can you learn something from like whatever OSU did, if anything, or is that just happenstance that he sort of sort of had a turnover flurry there? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, OSU got out to a quick lead in that game, you know, which I think anytime you can make your opponents play from behind. I know that game was pretty tight when, when a few of those interceptions, obviously the last couple happened. But if you can you can get the lead or get out to a, you know it makes a difference in the game it does and uh, so you know playing well early and then you know I don't know if there was anything magical defensively there I mean I I think you saw guys capitalizing on mistakes and uh, you know and that's some of it is making your own luck and tipping balls or getting more pressure on the quarterback or making an active play in the secondary but also you know when those opportunities come when your opponents do make mistakes then. You, you have to capitalize on, especially against good teams. And that's, you know, we've got to create more opportunities for turnovers. But but if you go back and look in the last several games, we've had several opportunities where they're right there in front of us. So we we got to make the play, and uh, we we've got to we've got to catch the ball. We got to get on the ball on the ground. Um, and so uh, that that's certainly been a focus point for us. Our guys are aware of it, you know, and they they know how much of a factor it is. I mean, it's and it's pretty amazing the quality of defense that we played in the first seven with the number of times that we turned people over. I mean, really. And if we can get to the level we want to be in the turnovers and, and combine those two things, then you could have a pretty special group. Kenny Carlson. 
Lincoln, uh, one of the pretty good things that might have got overshadowed by stuff that went wrong at K-State was CD, um, his play. He just continues to have huge numbers, electric plays. Um, what have you been most impressed with um, just as he's continued to build on that um, sort of chapter after chapter of excellence this year? Yeah, he, stayed, he stayed hungry to improve. Um, you know, we always try to coach our, our best players the hardest. Um, and sometimes guys say they want that, but then they don't really want that. And he's, he's you know, been on a constant climb to improve. And, and uh, you saw it, you know, really in spring ball. And the way, I know we've talked about it a bunch, but the way he's changed his body and he's just, he just continued to get better and better. He practices hard. He takes hard coaching. Um, uh, he's never kind of gotten to a point here where, you know, he feels like he's too good to all of a sudden get coached hard or pointed out the things that he needs to do better. He 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 takes them and he goes and he works on them. And uh, so he's just made himself a, a much more complete player. And uh, yeah, he continues to make a lot of big plays. Lincoln, uh, I know you said that the kicking competition was close between Callum and, and Gabe entering the season, but I imagine you never really know what you're going to get with those guys until you throw them out yeah. there. Yeah. What's been the most impressive thing about the way Gabe has handled things uh, since he's been in that role? Yeah, just probably the unexpected nature of how of how it happened. Um, you know, and, you know, here he is doing two different roles for us as a as a young guy, and he's handled it well. But he's uh, he's always kind of been one of those guys. Even when we do we do some things in practice to simulate, you know, pressure kicks or you know, an overtime period or whatever it is. And all the ones like that, not that, that, that we've had, he seems to always make them, you know, I mean, he does. He just, you know, he might go out and hit, you know, seven to 10 or eight to 10 in a normal field goal period. But all of a sudden you give him kind of a pressure, more real life kick in, a, in that scenario, he'd always done really well. So you saw he kind of had the, the stomach for it. And uh, yeah, and I think he's, he's kicking with confidence now. And I think, I think the, also the confidence he has in our in our field goal team, or the protection, and then and Casey and Connor has a lot to do with it. A young kicker having an experienced snapper and a really really good holder makes a huge huge difference. You know, it's almost like a young golfer having an elite caddy, almost in a way. I mean, it just it's having those guys there makes a big difference. Yeah, um, I see on the depth chart that Stevenson, uh, Ramondre Stevenson is an or at running back, maybe possible starter. Uh, are we going to see more of him as a chance? We'll see more of him, and if so, why? That, that, I would say that room is still, you know, really ongoing. I mean, that's it's really week to week for us right now. I mean, we feel like we got multiple guys in there that are worthy of being starters that are that, that all do nice things they've all improved on their weaknesses um, so it's a it's a deep group and and now you know having TJ back it's it's you know we've been able to stay pretty healthy in there too so it's uh, like we said it, we you know those guys are, are going to be you know probably the freshest group of backs in the country going into this going into championship November and uh, that's it's when you typically need those guys the most so hopefully we get a good dose of all of them yeah, Lincoln, Brees Hall went to the same school as Marcus Hicks. Mm -hmm. I assume you guys got to watch him play and get to know him. What do you remember about him throughout high school and how different is Iowa State since he's become more prom uh, more prominent? Yeah, yeah. No, we thought he was a really good player. We certainly were aware of him. Uh, recruited him some, you know, evaluated him quite a bit. Thought a lot of him. Uh, knew, 
New Iowa State ended up getting a heck of a player there. So I would say not much surprise that he's done well. And, and then they do a good job you know, schematically uh, of putting him in some good positions. And he's made a lot of really, really nice clutch plays for them. And you're right. I mean, they've, they've certainly, as he's been able to get loose in the run game, it's, it's certainly made them a little more versatile, a little tougher to defend. Yeah, Lincoln, did Kansas State do anything to you, uh, to your defense, that you think that future opponents can exploit? Or are they so unique in attacking? And they are, they do seem to be a little unique in the way they attack defenses with the run game, especially. Do you consider it, because K State is so, you, you consider that to be sort of an anomaly? And that's not maybe not something that, that you know, Matt Campbell or Matt Rule is looking to, with, with their scheme take advantage of it. If that makes yeah, I wouldn't sense. say it's an anomaly. I mean, I think everybody has their own little niche and everybody does things a little bit different. Um, but no, it's it's not unusual to, if, if a team had success with something offensively or defensively to, to see that in the coming weeks. I mean, it's a it's a copycat game. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to defend some of the things there that we didn't defend well. That's no surprise. Uh, the biggest thing they did is they they beat us up in long yardage situations, you know. And so that's, you know, I know it feels like we've said that you know a lot in the last couple of weeks. But I mean, that's the most unique thing that happened in that game was was that right there. You know, we've been so good in long yardage and, and we're not in that game. And uh, the things they did, I don't know, were real magical. I mean, there was nothing just you know crazy new schematic. It was they played better football than we did, and um, so. Will you buy a player here, a play here and there that 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 maybe hurts you that that somebody else wants to try? Sure, but I mean that's really that is every week, I and mean, that's something we deal with on a weekly basis. Whether you win sixty to twenty or you lose the ball game, there's always a couple of plays that get you, and a lot of times you end up seeing them again. Lincoln, I'm sure you feel you need to establish some run every game. Teams wants to want to do that. Uh, what's the matchup like between your offensive line and Iowa State's front? Because they are a good defense. But what about that battle there? Yeah, no, it'll be a good battle. It's uh, they're a pretty experienced group up there. Several guys that that we've been playing against for a long time. Um, and then uh, they're also very good in the linebacking core and the way they involve their their secondary guys in the run fits. I mean you. They're unique that way. They do a great job of coaching it. Um, it's 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 tough, and uh, you know they've obviously had a lot of success with it. So no, it'll be a, it'll definitely be a key battle. I mean, they they play with three defensive linemen primarily, but uh, you're going to end up again blocking them from all kinds of different angles, all kinds of different fits, and so it's a you know it's mentally as challenging as as it is going to be physically as well and uh so no but, but it's definitely going to be key i mean you've got to you got to make your plays against them because they're they're very good at what they do on the back of daniel Dwyer. lincoln you and matt campbell took over your respective programs within a year of each other uh, you talked about your growth since that first loss to them. What about him has maybe impressed you or stuck out to him and what he's been able to do with that program coming from the MAC? Well, they, you know, he, he made a difference early, um, you know, in the, the way they played, and then they've been able to sustain it through some, through some different players. You know, they've had some good players that they've lost, guys. You know, guys have gotten drafted. Guys are making a lot of plays, even on Sundays right now. That 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 have done that did a good job for them. But they've been able to sustain their 
you know, the, the way they play, the success, uh, you can tell they certainly believe. They play hard. They're very, very well schemed on all sides. I mean, they um, competitive each and every game. Seems like they almost always give themselves a chance to win. And so uh, I think that's one of the best compliments you can give any coach is they're able to do it with different people and able to sustain it. And he's certainly done that there. Coach, uh, you and Coach Grinch both after the Kansas State game talked about how at times there was uh, kind of the, t the players had lost trust in each other a little bit. Um, and I meant to ask last week, but I never got the chance to. First of all, did that shock you looking back on it, uh, given the way the team had played leading up to that point? And how do you go about reinstilling that when you've got a week off to really focus on and hone into those things that you've been looking to improve? And how do you think they've done in that process? Well, I mean, adversity. It comes in different forms and fashions, and it's you know it's a it's a test each time. Just because you do it, you know, several times in a row, doesn't mean you're going to do it the next time. You've got to be ready to to do your very best and be ready to trust it, even in the you know most critical moments. And uh, we had some things that didn't go our way in the game. You know, we were able to trust it enough to 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 fight back and give ourselves ultimately a chance to win. But but. Um, you go back and look, and too many times in the middle of the game we didn't, and that's what ultimately led to, you know, to having the deficit that we had to overcome. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a learning experience for our guys. I, I think it's something that if you if we do learn from it, when we get in more adverse situations throughout the season, we'll be able to draw back on it and understand maybe what we didn't do well in a situation and what we need to do better the next time, and know, you know, how much that's going to impact the, the end result of the game. Uh, yeah, Lincoln, I know you can't do anything about it, but the committee comes out with its first rankings tomorrow night. How curious are you to see where you're at considering you're in a little bit more precarious spot than in the previous years because of a lot of different factors? Well, how much how much will you bother? Zero. Just win. You know, it's, you win games, you know, you get a chance to win your league, you win this league then things take care of themselves. You know, we've seen that as much as anybody over the last few years. So we got a lot of great opportunities coming up. We we got to take care of ourselves right now and just try to win every single game that we possibly can. And and so, you know, and then after that it's out of our control. So we just gotta go win. So you won't you won't watch it or will no. you let somebody tell you where you're at? Or will you say <laughs> No, I, yeah, no, not not that crazy about it. I just don't put I just don't put stock in it. It just doesn't go look where we were ranked, you know, the previous years after we lost the game. I mean it it just there's so much left to happen. And and I just I know this, you keep winning and you win your league championship and you if you keep winning and doing the things that you can and play to your potential as a team, those ten, those things tend to tend to work themselves out. And we like I said, we've seen it. So it just not trying to hide away from it. I just know that it, just from experience, it does not matter right now. It really doesn't. And uh, it, the only one that matters is that one at the very end. Tyler Palmatier. Looking kind of in the same uh, vein there, but you may not worry about the rankings. What about when it comes down to the teams that are playing on Saturday that you, you guys could benefit from having them lose? Is it hard for you to unplug and not kind of look at those results or watch those games? Do you have you in the past? Have you found yourself watching those games in the past? I would say the only one I can remember watching much in the past was uh, was last year uh, after we beat Texas in the Big 12, and I got home and saw the last I don't know eight to ten minutes of the Bama Georgia game. Just because 
we had done all we could at that point, and then you knew that, you know, that result was was going to affect us. But it, I mean, we didn't have another game the next week. If we'd had another game, I wouldn't have been watching that one either. So I mean, I. I, I see the results at the end of the week, and I occasionally, you know, if we, especially if we have an early game, I occasionally flip through some of the other games. Um, but uh, until we've done all we can do, then none of that stuff matters. We just, I've got to do my job the best I can. Our players have got to do their job the best they can. And if we do that, then, you know, we'll fight, give ourselves a chance to, you know, hopefully put ourselves in that conversation. Did you like how the Bama quarterback played in the, at the end of that game? What's the Bama Georgia game? Yeah, he did all right. That's all for the queue. Any other questions? Yeah. Yeah. Bob? Um, obviously, it was a night game. Recruits coming in. How difficult a process is it to try to find the right official host for these kids? And then talking to a lot of them this year, they mentioned Caleb Kelly time and time again. What yeah. makes him such a great ambassador of what you're trying to show? No, yeah, it's, it's the host deal's not always easy just because you. You know, you've got guys that are preoccupied with playing a game. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's a lot of your guys because we've been playing so many people. And then, uh, and then finding, the right, finding the right person. We've got a lot of, guys, you know, guys that are very good at it, that, you know, they care about it. They're, they're good representatives of our, our team and our university um, and, and comfortable in that role. And uh, so we've been lucky. We've had a lot of unselfish guys that have wanted to do it and done a great job. But it is... You know, pairing those guys up with the the best person you can, and finding somebody that maybe is not as involved with the game. There, there's there's a lot that goes into it. Jenny Carlson, Lincoln, something we hadn't seen much out of your team before that K State game. Uh, defensively, third down struggles, especially on third and long. They they just really had a hard time getting off the field. And offensively, the stagnation you guys had in that third quarter. As you went back and looked at those two issues, did you get, were you able to put your finger on answers for either of those things? Yeah, we just, I think we struggled to get any momentum there in the third quarter, really, on any of the three sides. I mean, we had we had the defensive errors of, I thought we played hard in that quarter, even I, I thought we had a little bit more juice, especially coming out of half and, and even at different times, but I thought we got a little frantic. Um, we made more just mental mistakes. We We just... We gave them some plays just totally based on mistakes and did this, did some of the same thing offensively. I think there was a frustration there offensively, especially I think we had the one three and out, and then after we fumbled the the uh, the kickoff return, you know, just, you know, man, they started to separate. Felt like our guys felt like really hadn't even had the ball, and so I thought there was some, a little frantic there too. And, uh, you know, and sometimes that happens in the middle of the fight and you got to remind yourself you know of what it takes to in that moment to, to get out of it and, and get that momentum back and we got one spark play from uh, CD on the screen and then we took off from there and so um, you know we're it's a, it's a learning experience it's it's third quarter has traditionally been a really good quarter for this football team um, and uh, we're going to be in some other tight ones where we're gonna have to come out of there and play well and we've got to learn from it Lincoln, we talked to Jalen a little while ago, and his attitude was just going one and zero this week. What's he been like since the loss to this leadership? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's. A lot of our leaders have stepped up and been vocal about what we need to do, especially our guys that have been there before. You know, that have been in these dog fights, uh, that understand. You know, what playing great ball in the in the month of November is all about, and you know, and and what it takes to to 
to play at our best and to overcome any tough situations like that. Unfortunately for us, we've had a lot of guys that have been in those situations and come out of it on the positive end. So they've got a lot of positive experiences to draw back on. You know, and Jalen's one of those. And so um, no, he's been good. Thought he had a good week. Um, he'll be ready to play. Bill Haston. You mentioned that <clears throat> any loss here got some shock to it. But because you had played so much better defensively for so long, and then you did at K-State, with the shock within the program comparable to Texas and Iowa State after K-State, or was it even more, was the recovery more difficult maybe? It's tough to compare. I mean, it's different opponents. It's a different team. You know, a lot, lot new about this team right now. I mean, I think there was disappointment. I mean, I think it's probably the, you know, the, I would say shock. I mean, because, I mean, kind of like Iowa State two years ago when we got beat up here, nobody else thought they were pretty good. And we left saying, you know, we didn't play very good, but they're, they're pretty good. And they showed that. And I think Kansas State's a pretty good football team. And we don't. When you don't play very good, you're going to get beat. So I don't think there was a shock that it happened. I think there was disappointment on the things that we can control and could have controlled that if we do one of them, one of the 50 better, we win the football game. And so disappointment, but then a quick refocus because we know what we've got in front of us. And uh, I thought the team bounced back and had an extremely competitive week of practice. And they will, they will absolutely be ready to play Saturday at 7. Again, coming off the road recruiting, I, I know that you can't talk about specific guys, but right now you guys don't have a quarterback committed for the next class, and you have two guys coming back next year. How, how do you do? You plan on taking a quarterback in this class? How are you thinking about that? Um, I get the question. I, I I don't know if that's something I'd want to sit up here and talk about. Honestly, I mean, it's uh, we evaluate every position, you know, and think about the future and and. I think just we look at every position the same as do we feel like we have what we need next year in the coming years to to win championships. If the answer is yes, and sometimes we stand pat. The answer is no, then then we move. But um, yeah, from a strategy standpoint, no, don't know that I'd want to go any further than that. Sorry. Lee Benson. Coach, uh, I'm not sure how much you want to get into this considering you call the plays, but on the topic of takeaways, are you seeing them in practice during team, and it's just something that's not transitioning into the, the live action at all? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. No, we, we, we take away the ball in practice. We do. Um, and I, I know it's emphasized like crazy. We've got to settle in and be confident and just go make those plays in the games. I mean, there's, we're, like I said, we're giving ourselves opportunities, and we've got to create more opportunities too. Um, and that, that's coaching, playing, everything. We, we certainly have to create more opportunities. but. Even and we've had some guys play extremely well against us. I thought the Kansas State guy, you know, quarterback played a, a really, really good game. But even as good as he played, he gave us some golden opportunities. And uh, you play good teams, especially teams, you know, and at OU. I mean, you're always going to get everybody's best, and and you, you you better be ready to make your plays when you can. Gary Trammell. Yeah, Lincoln. Uh, Iowa State two years ago sort of had a new defensive style to play against you. Mm -hmm. Less rush, more dropped. Has, have you seen that spread through the Big 12? People say that's a lot more common than it used to be. And does that make it easier for you guys to, to get ready for when you see it more, more often? No, it's definitely a, a, been a trend in this league. It, not like everybody's gone wholesale to it, but you see some form or fashion of it from a lot of people in this league. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's, I mean, it's, it's what they do is good, and Iowa State is unique enough that, you know, it's like anything else. You can go copy a few parts of it, but they, they know what they're doing. They, they know their adjustments. Um, their kids play it extremely well. They play their tails off. So, I mean, it's a good, it's a good combination, and uh, they got something they believe in and have stuck with and had a lot of success with. So, I don't know if it makes it easier or not. I mean, it's not as, it's maybe not as foreign as, as maybe it was to everybody a few years ago, but it's, it's probably what they do is good, but how they do it, the way they play it, um, they're, they're as good as anybody as, as, you know, with that type of scheme. Is it? Is it some of the stuff you saw in the early days of Leach at Tech? Remember, yeah. in 2000, yeah. OSU had a two-man rush for the Bedlam game. Yeah. Did you guys see some of that stuff early? Yeah. No, it's, it, it does. There are some similarities from back to early days at Tech, especially against us at Tech, because you know we weren't we weren't running the ball any. You know, so a lot of teams figured I just rush two or three guys and drop everybody into coverage. So there's certainly some of the principles there that you see uh, that maybe carry over. You said Caleb Kelly was practicing full go with you guys. Do you guys have a position for him yet? Is he playing inside? Is he a rush, nickel? Um, he could play. He could do a few different things for us. Uh, primary position certainly still inside linebacker, but you know, with his experience, you know, playing at different positions, I, I wouldn't rule anything out. And with his potential red shirt, is that just a different situation for you? Just considering that his four games could start at Bedlam or. You know, TCU and then run into the playoff and if say you guys make the national championship, you know, potentially burn his red shirt in that game. Yeah, it's I mean, all, all things that we're considering with it, you know, it's gonna be a combination of you know, keeping the four game deal in mind, but also, like I said earlier, just, you know, when is he ready to, to help this team and go make a difference. So we'll just try to balance all that out the best we can. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.